Postmodern Slavery, first published February 5th, 2021. When she took over as Prime Minister at the start of her ill-fated reign at the top of the Tory party, Theresa May set out to continue her legislative agenda in relation to curbing what she called modern slavery. I had been unaware of what she had been working on before David Cameron screwed up his political career with the Brexit referendum, and when I heard that her first speech was going to be highlighting modern slavery as an evil needing tackled, I felt moved to listen in. To be honest, after a few minutes I thought, what is she talking about? This isn't modern. This is the same old tyrannical abusive behaviour that I read about in my history books at school. What she was going to be dealing with was the very sorry state of affairs facing massive numbers of human beings in the 21st century. Those who were the victims of people trafficking and sex trafficking, for example, and forced to work for free in illegal labour situations or brothels. It immediately struck me as bizarre that such a repugnant practice was not already at the top of her government's agenda, and indeed that of every other world government. When Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves, he also drew a line for the entire world to realise that the subjugation of any of our fellow inhabitants of this earth was abhorrent and inconceivable as something that should ever or could ever be tolerated again. So to draw my own line in agreement, yes, efforts to eradicate it need to continue unabated until, like smallpox in the 1970s, the virus of servitude is wiped from the face of the planet. What I had hoped Mrs May was actually going to be focusing on was what I think of as modern slavery, but which maybe is better titled as postmodern or contemporary slavery. The sort that has trapped far more people in its thrall to include those minorities that were the victims of the original sin form of the practice. I am talking about various employment practices that had evolved in the previous decades which are in such areas as minimum wage, zero hours contracts and the so-called gig economy. In this blog I will only deal with the first of these to explain briefly why I find it so debilitating for those caught in its web. You will no doubt know of other similar practices that also need to be eliminated and I may deal with them in subsequent writing. The minimum wage sounds good in theory, but it is too broad a brush to be of real use. As an employee, you are selling your time. It doesn't matter if you're stocking shelves in a supermarket, playing Premier League football or running a FTSE 500 company. You are selling exactly the same product. You. The idea that the value of a person's time for doing regular jobs is so low by comparison to those, for example, making music, movies or TV shows, is what makes the minimum wage a shackle on those who do those jobs. Once you accept the idea that there's a whole class of people who only deserve to eke out a living, rather than be rewarded commensurate with the value they add to their employer, the employer's customers in the wider society, You doom those people to a life on a treadmill they can never get off. They cannot buy a house, take a holiday or treat their family to a meal out without inordinate sacrifice. Worst of all, in some cases they cannot afford to change jobs because to do so places them at too great a financial challenge as they risk a delay in the final salary payment from one employer and a delay in getting a new wage arrangement set up. 
Additionally, having to wait between 12 and 24 months for employment rights to accrue increases the risk in moving between companies, again tying them to a situation they cannot escape from. We hear the phrase poverty trap and breadline talked about and it doesn't move us the way it should. It's a postmodern slavery trap and it's time to think of a better way to tackle it. This podcast was recorded in Granite Podcast Studio. Interested in starting up your own podcast but don't know how? Granite Podcast Studio can help. Record your podcast in our state-of-the-art studio, which is based in the heart of Newry City. Our studio has cutting-edge and user-friendly technology and can seat up to four people. We also provide an editing service for our team using your guidance and editing notes to provide you with a flawless finished product, leaving your listeners wanting more. For more information on how you can get started, visit www.granitepodcaststudio.com.